2: subscribe to the hit that line podcast network brought to you by breeden rv center breeden rv center family owned and operated a no pressure laid-back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life i was also looking at uh the had a bunch of their writers vote on the top 100 players this season in college football this season and they put Will Anderson over Bryce Young. Wow. Okay, As the well, number one player. They, they, they in the say sport. The, the, the the NFL draft nerds say that uh, Will Anderson will be the number one pick. So enjoy your time in Houston. The me- yes, yeah, please. It, the methodology that they explained on this and and Ryan McGee, I guess, uh, it, it puts a methodology on this in here. And the voters were presented with a series of one-on-one votes. It's considered the Oklahoma drill of statistical reasoning, okay? You know, who will be better, Jackson Smith, Jabba, or Caleb Williams? Both, and of them. they vote. So those are receivers. Yeah. Okay. More than eleven thousand votes were uh, tabulated, They're and just, these these are the results. Okay, so actually, Jackson Smith, and I, I think it's, I can't pronounce his name. He's a wide receiver at Ohio State, and Caleb Williams, a quarterback at USC. So they right. didn't do position quality position. Marks. No, this is just okay. uh, who was the top one hundred, and they have three Razorbacks. In the top 100. All right. And they have K.J. as the third best quarterback in wow. the SEC behind Young and behind Will Rogers. He is one slot ahead of Will Levis. Okay. Will Levis is 33 in the top 100. K.J. Jefferson up three notches to number 32. He's 32 in, the, uh, in this deal. Now, one thing I'm curious about on Will Rogers, are we going on... Potential numbers or ability, like what? Because the abilities are different when you start looking at Will Rogers versus KJ Jefferson, and if we're, it seems like to me a lot of the Will Rogers attention is because everyone assumes, and maybe it's correct, that he's going to throw for like seven miles this year. He might seven hundred miles. He, he might in Mississippi State's offense. This season with Mike Leach. Will so Rogers, we're betting on the come there. Will Rogers is not asked to do what K.J. Jefferson does in the system that Mike Leach runs. K.J. Jefferson would probably struggle in Mike Leach's system for a couple of years before it settled in. This is Will Rogers' third year in that system. Mm-hmm. This is the year they're expecting the big explosion with him. It's just different ways of doing it. K.J., part of, his, part of what makes him so dangerous is his ability to move around and throw. I don't think you want KJ Jefferson just planted in the uh, in the backfield, taking a five-step drop and throwing the ball. Right. I don't to do five-step drops anymore. But uh, you don't want him standing in the pocket, you know, fifty times a game. That's not what KJ does. Right. His game is is moving around, making plays with his feet, and half of their you know half, most of the game plan is built around the fact that KJ at any point could pull the ball and, and go. Will Rogers just didn't ask to do that. But how do you compare? Ability when? How do you compare who's better when they're different like well, this? Okay, so if well, that's for NFL talent evaluation. Well, but but to to me, KJ would have an advantage here because he has that other thing that Will Rogers can't do that can get you a first down or a whole lot more. It could could change it. Could win you a game. Okay, he could win okay. you a game. Fair. with Fair. Also, Will Rogers will probably throw for two thousand yards more and. 15 to 20 touchdowns more than K.J. Jefferson. Okay, so it's a well, system it's thing. It's a system thing. Okay. I mean, when you see guys, you know, in the old, who's a Tim Couch, in the old Hal Mummy system, putting up ridiculous well, video and, game and numbers. And Mike Andre was Ware. an assistant. Uh, Andre, Andre Ware, David Klingler, those guys put up monster numbers. But it's it's a system thing. K. Gardner Minshew. K.J.'s numbers are buried. They're buried a little bit because, you know, he might run for 700 yards, and he's only going to throw for about 2,100 So what's the That's what he did last year. Is the answer here efficiency? Like, how do you break this tie when there's different skill sets at play here? Because it it seems like you could have less yardage, but if you're if you're operating the offense where you don't make a turnover for however many games it was until the um, mm -hmm. until the Penn State game, that's you're really efficient at at operating the offense. There's got to be a way to you're having the Troy Aikman argument. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You don't have to put up, you know, ridiculous video game numbers to be all SEC. If that's what we're talking about, who's the all SEC quarterback? Well, Will Rogers is going to have an inherent advantage unless Arkansas goes 10 and two or 11 and one. At which point, KJ is going to get a lot of the credit for that thing. You know, if they go eight and four and Mississippi State goes eight and four and Rogers well, goes for five thousand yards, yeah, Rogers is probably going to get the love. Let's go back in the memory banks now, in case we've forgotten this, and maybe I've forgotten this. It's not a slight. I'm asking a question here. Did KJ go and win them a game last year? Is, where is the moment where KJ went and won them the game? Is there that moment? Um, is it Texas? Because no. Pittman said uh, recently that the Texas game was when everybody, or, or maybe the second half against Rice, something along those lines, is when everybody got in the boat like this is our guy. Because okay. he did it in a game. And I'll buy that. But when, if you're talking about K.J. going and winning game the Texas game, that was the offensive line and the defense. They were great that night. They, they uh, I they, mean, you, you could have gained 100 yards behind that offensive line. I they can't. were really good that night. Was it A&M? No, because he was out for a, a portion of that game. Yeah. But he had that Elway, B.E. points out, he had that Elway helicopter kind of run. Yeah, down. I mean, you're talking about moments. I'm talking about, you know, this guy went out and, okay, he won the game for us. Well, yeah, but what's the moment I'm looking, with, with hang KJ. on, just give me a second. Um... Jay says it's AM. It's the A&M game. That a, was his moment. They gave up ten points. Again, your defense was lights out that day. I mean, it's hard to lose a game when you give up ten points. Was it LSU? That might be it. Another vote. That used. might be. Yeah. That one. That might be it. They he was really good that night. Let's see here. Yeah. He was maybe that's you know, it. honestly it should have been Mississippi. You know, no, 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 no. We're overlooking the obvious one. It's Penn State. Yeah, but he threw for 92 yards. He also ran game. for 102 and dominated the game. It was Penn State. It was Penn State? It was Penn State. LSU, he threw for 142. The, yeah, I mean, he's, he threw for 142. He's not. Look, he's not going to throw for 300 yards. This isn't Felipe Franks. Just He's a different player. That game against Penn State without Burks, it's a pretty impressive performance. Oh. Mississippi no. State comes in with uh with some people here this is really interesting the, the, the to throw this out there and, and you can, you can tell us what you think at 866 285 4005 usually for the fans there is that signature moment there's Tyler going for 500 mm. whatever it was against Texas A&M in in Jerry World there's that there's that thing there were a lot of maybe there weren't um if you want to use um if you want to use space terms, um, maybe there wasn't the giant Big Bang, but there were several, you know, shooting star moments through the course of the season. I mean, you guys have rattled off, rattled off like six of them right now. The old Miss game, but they didn't win it. No? And it didn't. was right there at the end, and he cut the wrong way. He didn't win it. If he'd have won it, that, that probably would have been it because he brought him back late, really late. And they go and they go for the win and they get it there. But Mississippi State coming in again, Penn State. What's the moment? What is the moment? I'm going with the Penn signature KJ Jefferson moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's bleav A V five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Report here from Pete Thamel. From ESPN college football reporter multiple sources tell ESPN the college football playoff board of managers had a meeting this week and they have discussed running college football at the division 1 level separate from the NCAA now this is very early in the discussions but everything in this article is basically uh, what Tim Brando was talking about with us on Monday's show. They have left a crap ton of money out there on the table by not being their own thing and being run by the NCAA. The NCAA has done a horrendous job of running this sport for many years. The NIL and transfer portal debacles are just the latest example of a long line of stupid things that the NCAA has done. You could also throw in there the fact that someone breaks the the NCAA's weird, stupid rules, and we're going to punish the people at that school seven years later, not the people who actually broke the rules. But there are discussions, and it's being reported by legit legacy media that college football is looking to run itself without the NCAA being involved in any way. And Tim Brando said, Zach, as you'll remember, yep. the NCAA should stay the hell away from yeah, college. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the article now. It's on ESPN.com. So it is, I mean, it's legit news sources. Now, it opens up a ton of questions, yeah. but there's a paragraph right here. It says, sources caution that these discussions are in the early stages, and that it could be considered the first steps of a complicated process that would resem- reassemble And it would resemble a marathon. It would reassemble college football. It brings in so. But we've been talking about this. You know, the top sixty schools breaking away forever. Now, just a couple of things. A couple of hurdles you would have to overcome Mm -hmm. if they were to go back and restructure college football. TV contracts are almost likely going to have to be renegotiated because now, if you're going to go do, if you're going to do this your own thing this way, well, they're going to want a piece of that money, right? Yeah, the college football playoff TV contract where does it is leave, up in 2026. Where does this leave the college football playoff, which operates independently of right. the NCAA? Well, and who – I mean, there, there's so many questions. What do you do uh, about – are we even going to count eligibility anymore? Are we just going to make it yeah. straight employee-employer uh, relationships? What kind of windows are we going to have for, quote-unquote, free agency – or there's a, there's a lot of things to discuss here, but they're at least publicly admitting here that they're having the discussions that we want the NCAA to not be in charge of this anymore. And as Tim Brando told us, it should have started in 1984, but it actually started last year when the NCAA got its hat handed to mm-hmm. it by the Supreme yep. Court in the, uh, in the Alston case and opened the NIL door, which is now, uh, and there's no... There's no one in charge. So someone has to have some sort of framework of rules on how all of this stuff can be. Can you imagine in 25 run. years, when we look back on this period, starting with the pandemic, what we're going to say about this? Mm-hmm. Because if this is the way that they're going, it looks like you're going to get a new governing body for college football, which, it, which I think it needs. And Tim right. Brando you know, more or less said that. We're going to look back on this period as one of the most unique sports experiences in any sport ever because it is truly I, I, it, it's transformative it is it, it's transformative but it's it's ungoverned there's there are no rules right and everybody is just well, operating however they feel here's the other thing start to connect the dots here college football playoff needs a new TV contract yep starting in 2027 I believe and there's talk of expansion. All that, none of that's been solidified yeah. as of yet. Coming up sometime in twenty thirty five, thirty six, the March Madness contract is up with CBS and Turner. That's another one. Where where's are they that gonna going to do their own March Madness? The the big college programs. Mm-hmm. Is this the beginning of all of that? And the NCAA may be out of the party planning business, just as they are uh, getting out of the more or less the football. Enforcement, yeah. Business. I mean, it's it's NCAA. What's your move? I mean, how do you stay in business? No, and, well, you know, you say that, but they still would govern. I'm, but just correct me if I'm wrong. But where they would still have an opportunity. The way I read this, they would still have an opportunity to govern the group of five, FCS Division two, II, Division three. So the NCAA would probably stay in business at least for a little while because. The way I I read this, this has nothing to do with anything but college football at the highest level. Everything with the NCAA is funded by March Madness. We saw that when March Madness was canceled in 2020 and they had to take the big, uh, the the loan or whatever it was to pay for everything because all that revenue was gone. So they're going to be okay as long as there's March Madness. But the March Madness deal ends sometime in the next 10, 12 years or so. Then what happens? It's way, way on down the road to think about all that stuff but the shorter term issue is as you look at where college football's going in the next before this decade is out A&M and Oklahoma are joining the SEC USC and UCLA are joining the Big 10 college football is going to be looking at probably not just a 14 team playoff structure beginning in 2027 no, none of that's yeah, been solidified yeah. yet and that'll be a big contract that'll have um a lot I mean think about they have two playoff games, and they're getting what they're getting. What if they had eight playoff games? The bidding war between ESPN and Fox, and maybe even CBS over them. What's the one thing that we have said about the college football playoff time and time again? None of the games are competitive. No, very very few. Are it, outside of the, you know, we've had some competitive championship games, but the semifinal games are generally not competitive. It has been very hard to find four teams that, have, that are equal in the college football playoff. It just hasn't happened very often. So going to eight, I think the, you know, somebody just said, well, you know, isn't it odd that these these things aren't being governed and they're still thriving? Well, let, let's pump the brakes here. You know, let's see where we are five years from now, 10 years from now. What are the ramifications of all of this? And is it really going to be better for the sport? You may get the instant gratification today, but you may do do long-term damage to the sport. not saying that that's going to happen, but it could. I don't know that... I I, I don't know. I, I thought the NCAA, as far as when when they started losing cases in court, this thing started careening down the road, and and you suddenly got to a point where there are no rules. If the if the uh, if this new collection wants to go out and write NIL, nil rules, I'm all for it. I think there's got to be some governance there. There has to be. If you're in if you're in the business of keeping this as a fair sport where everybody has a chance, well, if we're going to keep this. With some sort of academic tie-in, which I don't know how committed we are to all that. I really don't. I mean, some of you love that; it makes you feel good at night. I don't know. Um, some That's people the don't. academic commitment. though. Well, I mean that you go to college and get to play college football. That's the academic commitment. You are a you you're a college student. You're a college student, okay. and you get to play football. If we're gonna keep that tie-in, then you talk about nil. I go back to transfer portal. You can't if you don't yeah. get your way in the middle of the semester, you can't just up and quit. Sorry. Like you can't do that. You can't put um well, you can't put your coaching staff in the jackpot like that where okay, well, we well, had this guy the, as our the they were backup quarterback, now the, he quit. The NCAA had that rule where if you transfer, you sat out a year. and That got blown up. They had you know the the, the, the school that you transferred from could essentially keep you from going to certain schools. We had those the, things the, in play. And that was blown up and and done away with. But there is a way to, and and maybe we get into collective bargaining and a union and all that other stuff. I don't really know where we're going now. I don't think anybody really knows where this is going. But there's got to be zones where effective December through February, Mm -hmm. you can transfer. It's like free agency. Yes, right. Yes, You you have a period of time in which you can go. You can't get mad in September and just quit. That's no good. It's no good. You, you, they got to do something about that. Um, the NIL stuff is a little bit more tricky because, I mean, it's capitalism. And as we talked about with Tim Brando, the quarterback's always going to make more than the center. Like That's just the way mm-hmm. that the world works. So I don't know how you – I don't know what you do about that. There's no way to make it where everybody gets the same. That's not – Well, that's, that's – that's, that's, I don't think that's realistic. It's a non-starter. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that's realistic. But I think you've got to figure out some way – to regulate it if you're interested in parity. And I, the only reason to break away at this point and do your own thing is if you've got some sort of parity, right? Because that, that that's what you're looking for. Is you're looking well, for the, the revenue to be distributed evenly. All right. is your, your drive home on Rusk attack SAC, powered by Mr. Sparky. Here's the other thing about that. If you're going to do that, then the team that wins the national title can't get the most five stars every year. Uh, well, what are you going to do with recruiting? Yeah, but how, what do you but do you how do? are you going to tell a high school kid who's not affiliated with anybody where he can go? That's a, that, see, it, see, it is a... It's a this bit. is a little bit of what they have to tackle right. here if they break away from their own. That's right. Because right now, the best team doesn't get the first pick in the NFL draft. The Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion usually goes last unless there's some kind of trade or something. The worst team goes first. In college football, the, the best team goes first. So, if you want parity... That's something that has to be navigated. Otherwise, we're going to have the same 12 brands over and over and over again, just kind of switching well, chairs. You know, well, maybe. But if you okay, let's just, for fun, let's just take what, what now constitutes the SEC and what now constitutes the Big Ten. You take those teams, and they break away, and they're going to go do their own thing. In theory, with the money distribution, everybody is equal. You're now above the group of five. You're not competing with them in any way. You're in the perceived best position those 32 teams would be considered a, a, a professional league. And everybody should have access to the same play, player pool and have a leg up on, on people that are not in that, that particular group. In theory, yeah. you, could, you could bring a, a, a Mississippi State up financially. It should bring Alabama back to the group. And then it becomes, you, I, I, don't know, I don't know what the, there are so many ends of this that they're going to have to tie up. Oh, there's things they they haven't. They, there, yeah, there's they, things they haven't thought there's of. There's things they won't think of until they happen, and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, they, what do we Nate do about Fable that?" Bring, okay, what about firing a coach? No, you got to do it. I mean, you have to do you fire a coach within a window because now the, the trend is, if you're not going to keep the guy going into next year, we're going to fire him in October and start our coaching search because are, of the early the early uh, signing day. Are we even going to tie this to academics in any way? No. No, it, it's not. It, it, so you don't have to go to class anymore? You just show up and you get the paycheck? Well, I th- and I think you're going to have to at least keep the illusion going because that, that's the whole reason you're there is to, to get your degree in theory. Some of these or, people are there to get a football career de- uh, you, know you know what? Career if, if after three years you're on your way, yeah. I think I think they're doing it right now, which is you've got to stay on track to graduate to remain eligible. I think that's the right way to go about it, from that angle. Yeah. Fascinating. We'll see how it all. Uh, we'll see if there's more to this, more reaction, more fallout to all of this as we come out again. This report coming up on ESPN.com just about an hour ago mm-hmm. from Pete Thamel about the college football playoff. Man, the board of managers. The board met, and the board decided, hey, we could run this thing ourselves and be better than the NCAA. That's all they've really come up with. They haven't really decided when or if that would happen, but they've they've at least explored the idea because of all the money that's being left out there because Brian and Prager brings up a really good point. So if a kid rep if a kid reps my business for NIL money then wants to transfer, we got a problem. And this is well, what do you said, do about Miles well, Brennan? Well but this is where these collectives and these where the university is holding the money. I think this is where you're gonna have some issues now where if I'm, if I'm a business and I'm going to sign Derek Ruskin to an NIL deal, you and I are going to have a contract. Right. I'm not contracting. It's with the individual, through. yeah. I'm not giving somebody money to give to you. You and I are going to have a that's, one-to-one business arrangement. That's why Miles Brennan is keeping all of his yeah. NIL money, because, yeah, because those deals were with Miles Brennan. Yeah. It's incorporated. It's it's a very, very, very weird thing. Well, it's, 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 it's the entry level the beginning phases of professional sports yeah is what it is getting paid uh, getting to negotiate your own deals at different places getting to choose where you want to work all no 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 this is this is a this is the entry level to professional sports is what it is that's what, that's what we're watching here mm-hmm. now now yeah. there's a few people that still play cuz they love the school and love the helmet and all that stuff but that's going the way of uh, of uh, floppy disks and vhs tapes right now Tube who TVs. Has, who has VHS tapes? I outside of They went away out. a long time ago. They've gone, there that's right. This is in your SEC report brought to you by Heartland Honda Power Sports, Power Equipment and Marine in Springdale, your go to place for all your outdoor fun. Heartland Honda has everything Honda makes but automobiles. We've got Honda street bikes, Honda dirt bikes, Honda scooters, Honda ATVs, and side by sides. For tailgating season, Honda generators plus Honda lawnmowers, they got it all. Plus Honda Marine Outboard Motors. A fully stocked parts and accessories department. Four, count them, four red level certified technicians providing exceptional service, vast knowledge, and the experience you need to get back out there locally, owned and operated, family owned and operated since 1996. They're located at Exit 72 in Springdale, just off I-49, just north of the Cracker Barrel. You can't miss them. Go to heartlandhonda.com. Work hard, play hard. Heartland Honda. Your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky. Let's go to Frank at Salem Springs. Hi, Frank. Hi, guys. How y'all doing today? What's up? Um, As far as uh, all this stuff goes, I've always been one that if they get a scholarship, and they serve their full term, you know, they get their degree, they get a chance to go pro, the scholarship was, you know, is all it was. I didn't agree with all this pay. Mm-hmm. With that being said, times change. It's been in place. So now if these guys get to do contract private contracts with these businesses, then are they responsible for paying some of their tuition or part of this stuff back to the university or, or for their education part of it or, I mean, you know, if they're getting paid, can they help pay for some of the offset some of the cost of their tuitions? Is that unreasonable? Or, Who's I mean, is the that first college? But, counter- but who would be the first college to go? You know what? We're going to ask you to pay something. That's a recruiting I, nightmare. I think Frank. What happens is they're doing these deals on their own time and not on uh, not on class time or on football team time. So they're not uh, they're not going to. This is all going. To the players and the scholarship is well, is out of it, but but they wouldn't be players if the college didn't ask them to come play for them, and they wouldn't be asking for these contracts if they weren't playing for the University of Arkansas Razorbacks. I mean, it's just a question. No, no, it's, no. It's just something to think about. Yeah, that, I understand. What, I understand what you're saying, but the, the thing about uh, college football right now is, well, if they weren't a player here, they'd be a player I'm somewhere a player else, somewhere and somewhere getting else. to do all these uh, sorts of things. So. It is a um, there, no, that's a tricky way to go no about it. Athletic department is going to ask a student to pay any portion of that because that is right. bad PR. I thought he was going to ask about taxes. Well, but, that's a, that's but, a, but they are having to do that. Yeah. When was the first time one of these guys gets audited for uh, missing a tax payment uh, the, or something uh, like well, that? Well, you know, they just hired a bunch of new IRS agents. But you know, the the the, the scholarship is not. A, it's totally separate. But I do get that the fa- I get what he's saying though where it's like well if you didn't have the scholarship you wouldn't Absolutely. be on TV and you wouldn't get to do the commercials that's true Absolutely understand that so now what, what schools will do is massage the value of your scholarship Right That's what yeah. they do Yeah. John and little rock kids get kid gets NIL and underperforms now what Oh, the mm-hmm. the DJ Ui Ungulale scenario Remember that we've yep. talked about it a million times mm-hmm. you got the Dr Pepper commercial he stunk Great then question. he wasn't on the Dr Pepper commercials anymore. None of this was very well thought out. They just well, turned them loose July first and said, "Have at it." Well, the thing is, it wasn't very thought out because number one, it happened July first <laughs> a year ago, and number two, most of the people involved in this are politicians who made these rules. And name me the net the last thing that politicians touched that did not turn into flaming hot garbage. <laughs> all right, all of them. But whatever party you're with, I don't care. They're all just they're all just. Stuff they touch turns to bleh. Not a lot of solutions there. we wa- i want to uh, get into this ridiculous uh patrick reed uh, lawsuit which is one of the dumbest things that's ever happened and he's one of the dumbest people that's ever happened and uh, he'll probably sue me for saying this and i don't really care but i neglected in the first hour to pay off the um story on john brown the father of Amon Ra and Equinemius uh, yes. St. Brown, who is training... They, they show this on Hard Knocks last night. He trains his sons. He was a former Mr. Universe. He was a bodybuilder guy, big fitness guy. So he is um, hes training his sons. At one point, I mean, it's so funny. First, let me just try and set the, um, the visual for you. He's wearing, like, an old gray hooded sweatshirt and, like, sweatpants and a weightlifting belt. At no point does Mr. Brown ever do any weightlifting, but he's got the <laughs> belt on. And just the sight of a man walking around in a weightlifting belt not lifting weights is humorous to me. Especially when it's an older gentleman. It just, it made, it just made me chuckle. Just the visual. So I'm watching that. So you have the visual. And then he's, like, talking smack. He... He laid out Kevin Durant at one point. Really? He said, when's the last time Kevin Durant did a calf raise? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He um he criticized his sons for drinking water. What? Drinking water? Drinking water? soft? What? That's what he said. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're supposed to He's drink water. He's running. <laughs> he is an old school, like, gym fitness guy that's anti-water and, um wants Kevin Durant to do calf raises, it is so funny. There's tw- there's a uh, clips on Twitter if you want to see this, but um, <laughs> it is it was a highlight of the show. He was a riot, and then he's they show him at the game, mm-hmm. and he has a jersey that has been cobbled together with his son's Bears jersey and his other son's Lions jersey. Mm-hmm. So it's a house divided jersey that's like. Top Bears right. midsection the Lions jersey. So that was amusing. And he got a kick out of the fact that um um Aiden Hutchinson's family was in a skybox and he was just, you know, sitting in the lower bowl like the well, normal uh, people yeah, do. Yes, you you were. <laughs> but uh, you gotta look this guy up. Oh no no no. So no. I'm, so funny. I'm very familiar with uh, Mr. Brown. Uh, his son, Equinemius, was a wide receiver at Notre Dame. And in his, going into his senior year, he was going to be a preseason All-American. And Brian Kelly was like, you know what? We've had enough. And they asked him to leave. And he went to the NFL and was drafted <laughs> by the Packers. Yeah, because Did his father of, wear the weightlifting belt? I don't know <laughs> if he wore the weightlifting belt, but Brian Kelly, by year three, had had enough of EQ. And, uh, and, and Notre Dame didn't even bother recruiting Amon. Who said he initially wanted to go to Notre Dame? Right. And Amon was and Brian Kelly's like, yeah. nope, yeah, not we're not taking four more years of this. Uh, Amon also uh, pointed out that his draft night experience sucked because I think his six receivers were taken ahead of him, mm-hmm. and he proceeded to name all of them off and where they went to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was as impressive as when um, back in the uh, Jets hard knock season. When um, Antonio Cromartie named off all of his kids, that's impressive. Remember that? Yeah, Yeah, it it was. It was pretty good. I mean, he he almost had height and weights on all of them. It was pretty solid. What were some of the uh, other receivers who were taken ahead of him? Um, Have you ever heard of anyone named Jamar Chase? Mm, Jamar (laughs) Chase. Let me think. (laughs) Jamar Chase. Yeah, some of the guys were not scrubs. Hold on, Jamar (laughs) Chase. Where did he go to school? Uh, LSU. He played with Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. Still playing with Joe Burrow. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard of him. I mean, the first three or four, you're like, well, come on. Are you really gonna be upset about that? But then like Geontics. the last couple, you're like, okay, well that's um I, I, I could see being uh upset about that. Um but his dad is um fantastic. And it was uh it was good stuff. It was a great clip. I wish this guy was doing like commentary. No or something like that. No, be great. No, because what you've got is you've got Lavar Lavar Ball Part two. And he's just going to show up in his gray sweatsuit and a weightlifting belt, <laughs> and he's training his kids. That's right, yeah. Okay, yeah. He at one point pointed out nobody talks and wastes time. They're they're just quietly like lifting, their going through their workout, lifting their weights and stuff. He's like, no one talks in here, We're wasting time, So Something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he talks. That's right. Oh oh, he's talking. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Yes. Nobody talks but him. Yeah. Okay. I I wish so. so he it, thinks. I talking, wish some of you have seen this. This was so much fun. He, he thinks talking is a waste of time. I guess yes, but right? that's what he does. Yeah, we're here to work. We're not here to talk. No, he's there to talk, <laughs> which he defined as a waste of time. That's right. All right, sir. That's right. I'm sorry, just the image of the of the poorly fitting gray sweatsuit and the weightlifting belt. Just Dying. I don't know why it just hit me in the funny bone. Just did. So there you go. That's on this week's uh, edition of Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. Who, by the way, not only oh, am I go. am I in the boat. Here we go. But last night. Um, Famous actor Jeff Daniels also joined the boat, saying he's all in What on in the, the world Lions. does Jeff Daniels know about the Detroit Lions? Hey, it's a celebrity endorsement. Has, you anyone, take it. has anyone realized that we're talking about the Lions? Yeah. We're not the gonna, Lions. We're not going to talk about how the first uh, preseason game ended. We're not how, gonna how did it, it go? It, it, uh, well, they lost. Uh, how did they lose? Um, the uh, quarterback in the four-minute offense uh, fumbled a shotgun snap. They no hit way. it right in the chest. Wait, from the Lions? Because right, yeah. they've been doing this. David Blau. They've yeah. been doing this for 60 years. I know. This is what the I Lions know. do. Yeah. Yeah. When you look up in their uh, locker room at the uh, Ring of Honor and mm-hmm. Curly Culp's names up there, right? you realize it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devonte Smith was drafted ahead of him. Okay, yeah, that's it, uh, uh, the Heisman sense. Trophy winner. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. wow. I, uh But uh, I liked uh, uh, John Brown, former Mystery Universe. Oh. That's good stuff. <laughs> okay. See, DQ was right about guys' names that start with J. Yeah, for those that missed, DQ uh, oh, right. uh, will not date short guys. Guys with facial hair or guys whose names start with J. So did I get that right?
0: Okay, now I'm starting to sound bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, just I, these are your rules, not mine. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Well, Barry Sanders was at practice mm-hmm. in this episode. Oh, he's bringing back the old guys. Is Bobby <laughs> Lane yeah. there? No, Bobby. I think Bobby Lane's dead. What? Is Alex Carris there? Mongo. He is dead. Mongo pawn. So he, he wasn't there. Huh? He's uh, hang on. Let me think of some great Lions. Barry well, Sanders. You have to go way back. <clears throat> I got Barry Sanders. Did Dick Night Train Lane was... play for the Lions? He did. <laughs> uh, where, was Wayne Fonts there? Wayne Fontes. <laughs> was he there? No. Okay. Um, was Eric Hipple there? Gary Danielson, the former Lion. Yeah, he was not there. He was yeah. not there. Okay. Yeah, That's what I got. That, that's the extent. He played for the Rams, Cardinals, and Lions. Look at you. Who? Night Train yeah, Lane. Uh, trust me. This, this <laughs> is something he... Look, you thought you were lonely growing up. <laughs> this is what I did. I had football cards, and I know where I, I know everybody. Final five years of his career, he was he's he's the Detroit all-time Williams. leader in uh, interceptions, I think, in the in NFL history, if I'm not mistaken. Night train lane. No, no, is? no, no, no. Paul Krause is. Wow, look at that! Yeah, Paul Krause, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. My fault. since right. we since we're not throwing interceptions anymore, that record is all but unbreakable. All right. 28 after the hour here on Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas. Okay, let's talk about that. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Okay, thank you. Megatron. And uh, then that kicker was Legatron, and we're, right. we're, out we're, we're out of ideas. We're out of ideas. Uh, DQ, Nate. They look like an SEC Nate team. Nate wants to know what's wrong with facial hair. Oh, God.
0: I just don't like it.
2: Is everyone going to take <laughs> exception to everything now? Is that what we're well, doing? DQ
0: is like, I'm, I'm sorry about the facial hair thing. I just don't prefer What, what DQ it. is
2: doing is she is narrowing her field. Okay, thank you for uh, thank you for that Just clarification. Just pointing it out. I mean, DQ's got some interesting views on things. Okay, all right. Let's talk about Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed is suing the Golf Channel, and in particular Brandel Chambly for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. A lot for defamation. The gist of the. You're going to love this. You've heard some frivolous lawsuits. Well, here we go. Um, Patrick Reed alleges that um, the. um, Reed is um, being heckled at tournaments by fans, and this goes back years and uh, before the uh, before he went to live and he is um blaming it all on the uh, golf channel and gandel yes exactly okay yeah that's right yeah so he's being heckled yeah and he's suing yes the okay. claim says that Chambly and the golf channel conspired with the PGA tour to defame patrick reed since he was 23 years of age conspired didn't patrick Reed win the Masters? He did in 2018, yes. I'm sure they're loving this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in 2020, Chambly accused Reed of cheating in a tournament. Didn't we all see that, though? Like, he did, didn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. And he got a letter from from, um, Reed's attorney saying, don't say that again. Uh, Yes, Reed was penalized two strokes in the 2019 Hero World Challenge for improving his lie in a bunker. Uh, but yes. he claimed he didn't mean to do can't, it. Can't do that. That's right. But you use your foot wedge, sir. So um he um so he's suing him for seven and the, the galleries are saying mean things about me. What do you think the galleries are going to say now? What they the, the galleries are saying mean things. You turned your back on America, man. I mean what, come on. And you were Captain America at one point. I don't. This is just a cranky person. Yeah, and by the way, he's had a terrible family life. To be fair, like he's—it's a mess. If you go go look into that story, what? So what does he think is going to happen now? I am. I, well, I look. He's, I, gonna, he's I, trying to. You know what he's trying to do? Mm-hmm. He's trying to do to the Golf Channel what Hulk Hogan did to Gawker. He's trying yeah, to run but, him out of business. But when he goes to his next golf tournament, the people are still going to heckle him. Is it just now that I'll have seven hundred and fifty million dollars? Does that make it okay? Yeah, this is the new age now where the subject of public criticism thinks they can get their pound of flesh financially. This is Hulk Hogan and Gawker opened the door on this because Hulk but, Hogan okay. ran Gawker out of business. Yeah, but Gawker published a video. Yeah, they were directly responsible for this and could do away with it. Right. You, if I go to a golf tournament and I decide to heckle Patrick Reed, there's nothing the Golf Channel can do. No. The Golf Channel has no control over what you or I say to a professional athlete who is standing, you know, 20 feet from us. No, It's not their fault. Been around crowds lately? <laughs> These are not friendly people. Been well. on an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> Gone outside? People suck. Yes. Yeah. So he is... Um... He's going after Brandel Chambly in the golf channel, and um, he has the most punchable face in sports. That's 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 what it is. And um, a conspiracy charge. He's 32 now, by the way, mm. uh, Patrick Reed. No, he's he's nearing the end. So it is. Um, that's what's going on, and. This is not going to go anywhere, but it's just like, it's just so, it's so petty and petty doesn't work well. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work well, but it's, he's unlikable. He's on the unlikable, golf tour and good luck collecting on the 750 million. Good luck to you. Well, D Ray gave me a harumph. He says, I could not agree more. People suck. Only when they collect into groups. Yeah. Individually, they're very not. nice. Yes. It's when they start to gather in groups where trouble occurs with people. That's, that's what it is. So that's what you've got to watch out for. Individually, there's many, many lovely uh, individual humans out there. Right. You meet them. They're nice. They say hello to you. They say good morning to you when you're at the grocery store. On and on and on when they start to form groups right. that's when you got that's when you got trouble my friend hey dq uh, he's a wealthy 9 and can't grow a beard but he's trying so.
0: oh that's worse <laughs>
2: <laughs> when it looks like he's got the mange. yeah that's okay. pretty
0: bad <laughs> <laughs> okay <sighs>
2: all right Uh, Rusty points out that Patrick Reed and his wife have burner Twitter handles to make fun of uh, tour players. Oh, I'm certain that when <laughs> those are discovered, this uh, this lawsuit will go away relatively quickly. This thing's getting thrown out. Oh, this isn't even. We're gonna not going to get to the discovery phase of this. Or you're going to hear his Judge in his chambers go, "What? Yeah. No, I don't have time for this. I am yeah, done with this. <laughs> That's right." I got someone who sued over the coffee being too hot. I'd rather hear that case than yeah, this. Yeah, that sounds much more interesting <laughs> than right. than whatever this is. That's right. Yes. Yeah. What in what in the world? What is stupid? Ugh. What an unlikable person Patrick Reed is. And boy, game recognizes game on that, do they not? Everybody, thank you, thank you. Is that an <laughs> acknowledgement over there? It's just simply, uh, <laughs> that's right. The bell tolls, and uh, you know it's. Kind of self-explanatory sometimes. All right. Ruskin and Zach here on ESP at Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. We're getting all sorts of DQ questions. DQ is both his names start with a J, but he loves Taylor Swift. I'm
0: not going to date anybody. Who takes the show. <laughs>
2: Sorry, that's a guys. good rule. That's a, that's a fine policy. That's a good rule. It's a very good, very don't, good rule. Don't ever date people you work with. All right. That's don't, rule number two. Well, yeah. What's rule number one? Don't date anybody from the sh- that texts the show. Oh, I thought it was get the money up front. That's rule number one. That might be three. Get the money up front. <laughs> Don't date anybody that listens to the show. Uh, yeah. Lance wants to know if Brandel Chambly is the most bougie name ever. Oh. That is a golf name, though, is it not? Lance, you spelled bougie wrong. Who cares? Uh, you know what? Well, I knew gonna, what he meant. If you're going to throw it around, at least spell it No, right. no, 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 yes. no. No, look. No, you're out of line again. I know what bougie means because of you people. No, no, no. You know what bougie means because you are bougie. What? Yes. No. Absolutely you're not. You're rich and clean. You know what bougie That's is. not bougie. You know. You know what Stop it means. Stop shaking your head, DQ. You're on my side on this. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
0: Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive with artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon Five, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com.